So the music industry has changed so much from even, wow, 10, 15 years ago, even when I was operating as a hip hop producer and lyricist and, you know, making my way and trying to really achieve success. And um, the devices are different. The resources are different. The way we do things is just completely different. So with that being the case, things have changed so fast that for a lot of us, it's really hard to keep up with where things are now, you know, as far as numbers and figures and percentages and how you go about getting your credits and your rights and how you go about, um, you know, getting paid off of doing music or writing songs and that kind of thing. So I don't blame anybody for being behind right now because things have changed so, so, so fast. Um, but with that, this is a conversation with my good brother, uh, Kevin Marshall. And we're just talking about like, you know, being a producer and being a songwriter, you know, how do you go about securing your works? How do you go about getting paid for the work that you do short term, long term and that kind of thing? And the thing that I've realized over the years is that the most freeing aspect of this equation is that you know a lot of the rules have dissipated so really you can just make up your own rules and agreements and at the same time while that's freeing uh in one way it's also completely debilitating and it can make you just not know what to do and have no sense of direction in the other you know in the other direction so you know it can be really hard so in this conversation i offer my thoughts as far as how you know you should go about setting things up or at least just some some ideas um, with regard to this free landscape that we have to make our own agreements i offer some thoughts as to you know some formulas that a musician a producer or songwriter could uh, very well apply and you know be able to feel good about their career and feel good about the work they're doing and get the the recognition the notoriety as well as the financial um the financial part of the equation so i hope you enjoy this conversation by all means drop some feedback especially if you have some more information to add or to correct and yeah i'll catch up with you all soon thanks so much for listening all right and i pretty much i'm gonna run it from the top just to give context so basically in a nutshell you got you know, you take you, you take how we use the documenting stuff, especially when it comes to um, the question of like, how do you how do you really set up your business right as a producer, so that way you know when you're doing work, you can get the proper credit for it as well as the proper funds that are allocated to you, you know, for that kind of thing. Um, and you and I, as well as you know, just where the industry came from. Grew up during a time where, you know, you be, if you didn't have your shit right, when it came down to your, you know, your name, your publishing and that kind of thing, um, if you I didn't have those, yeah, you were, and that's happened so many times. Exactly. And, and, in, and in a lot of cases that we know, which is why I understand the question that you asked, because in a lot of cases we know, even when people did have their stuff right, like, you know, you, they still may not have always gotten what they would do. So that's why it makes sense. And that's why I even wanted to record the question just because I'm like, yo, this is like, this is something that's very, very important. And so many people wonder this. So basically, 
you know, okay, so at one point we had, um, what was that company called? Sound, I want to say Sound Exchange, um, but the, whatever the company was that was in charge of the barcodes, like that company was our friend at one point as far as like being able to track sales and that kind of thing, you know. Um, now, like you was asking about, now you could take a company like Dismakers, you could look at a company like TuneCore, you could look at a company like DistroKid, and now these companies have it built into their system where they can um, track sales and streaming, like you were saying, and be able to give you a detailed report of the sales and the streams across the world, you know, in different stores and in different countries. So that really works in our favor because, yeah, then, then you're able to really um, – Doc, I mean, you're able to really keep track of that and keep track of your records. Now, this makers, you asked about this makers, so that's one company that that does it. TuneCore does it too. That's the company that I've been using for years. And then another company that I'm using now as well is DistroKid. And I tell you the the two quick differences between really all of them, even even when you go back to like CD Baby. Um, so DistroKid is like one of the new kids on the block. And they basically do the same thing that the others do um, where, you know, you can upload your album or your music and stuff there. They distribute it to the different platforms. You can choose all the different stores that you want. And then when your sales come in and, you know, you get, um, they, you know, you get all your sales and that kind of thing through them. The best thing about DistroKid, now they don't do physical CDs like how a CD baby or I think this makers may do, but, they do the digital, which most platforms do digital now. The best thing about DistroKid is that you there's the price. <clears throat> so DistroKid for 19.99, you can have one account where you can release as much music as you desire for the whole year for 19.99. And then they have another package that's 35, I think it is, for the same thing for the year. Um, the difference there is that you can have two artists under that account, and the bonus is that you get the reporting that you're talking about right now, that report, that detailed reporting of your sales and stuff. So, like, DistroKid, um, D-I-S-T-R-O Kid is, like, one of the one of the ones I recommend the highest for local, for artists and for musicians and even producers and stuff because <clears throat> they got a good price point. And like I said, the fact that you can release as much music through them as possible in a year is great. TuneCore is the other company that I've been using for years, and I still have a bunch of my music through them. Um, and TuneCore is great, too. And it's, it's a great company. There's no, no drawbacks about the company. Theirs is $50. Uh, I mean, theirs is $30 for an album for the first year. And then after that, it costs $50 per per like out, you know. So that's high in relationship to this distro kid thing because distro kid just came out with a, a one time fee for the whole year. So boom, they, they undercut the competition. But TuneCore is still a great company. In fact I, I still use TuneCore mainly for one other reason right now because uh you can't release um backing tracks or karaoke tracks um through distro kids they for whatever reason okay. they don't allow those you can do everything else but TuneCore allows you to so I still use them so anyway but um but that's the difference between those those um companies and the rest of the companies like Dismakers and CD Baby same deal they they now have all 
open up shop where they'll put you where you can select all of the different um stores and stuff, they'll put you up the so extra they even have, they yeah. even have the hard disk. That's what I was gonna say. That's the bonus with like a CD baby, and I think with disc makers too, especially because of how disc makers started off as a as a hard disk printing company. The the benefit is that um, they also you know you can also sell physical CDs through them too, and some of them even go as some of them even go as far as um, vinyl too. <clears throat> you know, which is also another thing for many that's coming back. But anyway, but to get to the heart of your question, though, um, okay, so the first thing off the top is that you, you're doing the right thing by figuring out a name and figuring out, like, like a name for your publishing company to be able to associate all the projects that you do with that. That's good because you still need to keep a record, and it's still good for you to have a an ASCAP or a BMI account in order to keep your records and stuff like that. Um, because that's just still a good a good thing to do for your catalog and to be able to have it like documented. Um now past that <clears throat> everything else past that as far as the money, whatever okay, I was saying that like everything past that is based on individual situations um where people agree to whatever terms they agree to. Like there's no standard across the board anymore. You know what I'm saying? It's just you, your your you know your work, and then it's the people that you're working with, and it's the agreements that you all decide. You 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 still have companies like BMI, which is a performance right organization, that still is able to do that. You know, capture royalties in a certain way off of performances and stuff like that. But to be honest, with with what you and I and most artists and producers are working with, it's usually more so on the level of like, I've done work for this project and this project is now selling and I know I should be owed something based off of just the selling of these individual units. And that's really what you're more so looking at and talking about. Because when you get down to performance rights royalties, most of us don't get it. And the only ones that do get it are ones that's kind of on a high level that, that, that have the ability to have, like, okay, other people are performing their music and just offer their TV rights. But, like, performance royalties come, in, come more so in the form of, like, television rights, like getting paid off for you, somebody performing your stuff on TV. Or, like, if <clears throat> you're popular enough where people around the world are performing your music so much that, like, bars and restaurants and lounges have to get, um, a blanket license um, for all the people that's in the cat the catalog of ASCAP, BMI, and stuff like that. Like that's just on a whole other level that you will eventually get there, but that's not really where it starts. Where you're really looking at royalties is how you get paid off sales. So what I want to tell you for that is, well, one one really good thing that works in your favor that DistroKid created. And then the other one is just like just the basics that is for everybody just has to do. So first thing is you have to just sit down with the people you're working with and decide what your what your royalty is going to be. What do you get paid from this? <clears throat> and you you can do that in a couple ways. You know, it's really open and it's up to you. But some scenarios are either just straight up uh, flat fees, bef- you know, before beforehand and that kind of thing, or some are flat fees after the fact, just purely for like I've created this work 
when um, this is what it works to me as far as doing production work, you know, whether it's on an hourly thing or a project or a song-based thing, whatever. You could decide a flat rate, and you could say pass this as far as when you sell this on, the rest is on you. Sometimes I'm going to give you the scenario, then I'll break them down. So that's one scenario. The other scenario is like a flat fee for maybe a certain amount of your time up front, maybe like in order for me to even put aside the time, like I need at least a hundred or a couple hundred dollars just because this part of my daily living, but I'm not going to charge you the whole thing. I would charge you for production on this up front. What I'm going to do is uh, um, a guarantee up front. And then on the back end, then we'll just decide um, a percentage off the royalties. So that way my, the rest of my money, whatever the, you feel like the large sum is, or if you feel like it's just ongoing comes from the back end. Um, or you could say like, you could agree with the person. Sometimes this works too, where a person would be like, okay, I, I can only pay you this amount now just for your time right here, right now. But on the back end, the sales, I'm going to pay you first off the sales and use the money from the sales immediately for you until that's covered, until I cover, almost like how a, a record company would do like a, an advance where they just recoup. That would be like, I'll recoup you know, on that end, and then after that, then the sales, I get the sales from there. Um, other times, it's just percentage of sales. If it's, if sometimes if it's like something that you see that's real promising, maybe you're working with somebody that's so promising and like they already got the thing and it's already proven they're going to be sales, that you might do the work up front and then only, you know, have your fee based on the back end. But as you can see, and like with all of these things, the next part, which I'm, I'm just trying to lay it out before I dug into it, is really based on, like, scenarios, man. Like, there's sometimes when you could work with an artist and you know that whatever you're working on probably is not going to leave their their car <laughs> where maybe some people close to them will hear it. Maybe they'll be rocking it around the neighborhood and that's it because they don't have a good work ethic or they don't have good business skills. So you might decide them to charge. You might decide to charge them a flat fee up front. That's more so based on your time and based on the fact that you probably can't rely on this selling in order to make you anything, right? So that's one scenario. Another scenario is like you do kind of maybe have confidence that it will sell. So you know you do another one of those other scenarios where you like you know. But it's really based on who, who you're working with. Because then you might be working with a major artist who it's just for you to get the opportunity and to do the work is the immediate benefit. And then they are so promising as far as the back end that you are all right. Like, you're like, yeah, I'll get, I know I'm going to do this work now, and I know for this song I'm going to get paid 1500 later. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. because, but that's all individual based on the scenario bro and to be honest there's no there's no one way to do it it's based on your wisdom within the situation like there have been times i've done it i haven't done like a whole bunch of deals but but the ones that i've done they fall into those different categories sometimes i'll just be like i know i'm gonna make only three hundred dollars from this for this production up front because it's all this person can afford and they're kind of just still getting their shit together, so really, like, it may sell, may not, but I don't want to be even worried about it because i got to go on the other thing. So it makes more sense for me to just go ahead and get a flat rate, 
do the work that actually I'm cool with for this rate and then move on. And then there are other times, you know, where I'm like, okay, this is worthwhile investment. Just for me to be on this and be a part of this is great. So I'm willing to take the risk or I'm willing to say, all right, here's my fee, but on the back end, or I'd rather just do percentage. You know, back in the day, we talked about points on albums and each, and each point that you got on a album, you know, equaled a certain percentage and all that kind of stuff. But that was all stuff that was defined by record labels and by and defined by an industry that no longer actually exists. I mean, it exists in a very, it exists, right? But when I say it doesn't exist, I'm talking about for you and I and those of us that are in this particular category of like working with local people or people that, um, you know, aren't like, super top mainstream where they're still, where they are signed by a major label. You know what I mean? Right, right. So anyway, bro, I, I know I'm going on and on, but that's like that's like the starting point. I, I kinda wanna pause here so I can, you know, see what you think about like where your head is with all that. But yeah, that's that's like the starting point, bro. It's all subjective and it's all based on individual scenarios and you being able to, from some of those different scenarios I mentioned, figure out, like, all right, what works for me here, and then being able to sit down with the person you're working with and come to an agreement based on what will work for you, you know. So what is that, you know, like, I know I said a lot, like, what is it? It it was a lot. (laughs) (laughs) But, um... But no, but it, it's very interesting though because um, I mean, you know, for what I'm trying to do right now, I know that it's not as far as points and all of that kind of stuff. Right. Because that's that's a bit much for me. I got it. Right. <laughs> right. Right. But um, but as far as like the flat rate for this one right now, yeah. And yeah. It's like that's what I'm really thinking about doing. Doing for right. this for when he do his project, just do that and right. But um Yes. I think that's smart, bro. I think that's yeah, smart. I just, yeah, because I, I, I'm trying to, you know, like some people, I, I know how, because it's almost like, to me, to, to me, it's kind of like this, it's kind of like church, you know, yeah. like how we, I, I judge a situation based on like who you are and, um, right. and, and typically how many people you got in the building. Right. So what am I really going to come out of this door with? Because, like, I right. know me coming up to you saying I want 1500 I know that's not going to happen, especially right. if you only got 500 people. Right. So, yep. You know, it's just. That's the same, I mean, the know, same scenario. You're, you're exactly yeah, it's, it's all right. based on perception. Like, it's, right. it's crazy. I, I'm, yo, I mean, but you, you got all of that knowledge, Doug. Like, that's crazy. <laughs> you got all of that. You got all of that. Man. And that, that's why I called you, because I know yeah. you know. <laughs> you got with the master plan, yo. Yo, I appreciate that, man. Yeah. So you on the here's, – here's what I want to say, right? You on the right track. In fact, while you were saying that, I was starting to even brainstorm on getting, like – like I like to I like to really – even though I lay everything out, I like to – what's more important to me – it's just kind of showing people the ropes and stuff, but then getting down to like, okay, let me let me think about this person, who they are, their situation, and like what the best advice is directly for them. So while I was thinking about that, you was you were starting to talk about like 
how you were seeing it with the flat rate. And I, that's exactly where my mind was going. Because here's the deal. To be honest, man, no matter who the local artist is and no matter what the relationship you have with the artist, whether you know them, I mean, whether you know them and, like, they're, they're a dear friend to you or you don't know them at all, a lot of artists fall into the same category of, like, once the project is done, you have absolutely no idea from there what's going to happen to it as far as how much money it's going to make and when and if it's going to be marketed properly or if not and if it's going to get the exposure or if not. And so and that that's because it's a whole different skill altogether that's different than being an artist or making music. You know, the marketing of a project is a completely different skill and and even if you're a person who's, and this goes without saying, but even if you're a person that's a great artist or a great musician or whatever, the other side, it doesn't just follow that you also know how to then monetize off of, you know, your um, what you do. <clears throat> so for a person like yourself, and this was my first, um, this was my first formula, man. I remember when I first talked to Thomas Huggins about this, in fact, him and I sat down like about 10 years ago and had this conversation because I was even picking his brain about what had worked so far from him. For him, So <clears throat> that's when I decided, I was like, yeah, okay, flat fee, bro, is the first and foremost formula because then what you get a chance to do is sit down, do the work that you're okay with. Like, all right, let me let me start over. The main thing is the flat fee formula works because then you just get to do what you do. You get to just be in the mindset of being a producer, sit down and focus on that as opposed to like thinking about the money and basing your efforts off of that. Cause nobody wins when we're like sitting down basing our efforts off the money, unless the money is over the top. Great. But if it's not, and we're trying to figure out like, all right, you know, I don't really know if I'm going to get anything out of it. Like, boom, we like, we, you know, if you're like mm-hmm. us, like, I'm still going to put my foot in it just because that's what I do. But, you know, it, you just don't want it on your mind. So what the flat fee does is it allows you to say, okay, you know what? I don't even have to worry about the headache or the worry of, like, after I'm done my work and after this is done, what comes of it as far as if I'm going to get paid from it. Like, I can literally just put in the work and – do myself a favor because I realize that this fee I'm charging is worth my time. So I'm all about it. Let's do it. Let's do the work. But then after that, I can be able to free myself from that, from the headache or the responsibility of, of trying to figure out how I'm going to get, make do from there. And then you can, you can go ahead forward and do other things. Sometimes what I'll do, like one, one um, agreement that I have is like, um, it's like a flat fee plus, a royalty rate um, if the, if things go well. So, like, and some people are cool with that because then that might mean that it's a it's less of a flat fee up front because I'm, like, I'm also allowing for the royalty thing to kick in and where the rest comes from that. So I'll, get, I'll make it practical. So, like, say, like, I don't know, just say for a, a song or a project, depending on what the scope was, let's just use $500 as a figure. So just say I'm going to charge somebody $500 for something. Now, um, I could look at that person and I could say, okay, 
I know this person doesn't have probably doesn't have it all up front because they got other expenses. So what I'll do is I'll just charge them two fifty up front, and then I'll say that you know on the back end, based off of the royalties, let's come let's come to an agreement based off of your sales where I can get the other two fifty. And that agreement could either be that the person that we agree that for immediate sale, like immediate from sale one all the way up to whatever sales it takes for that 250 to be paid off, then that's how we recoup, like how a record label would do, where, you just, where a record label recoups off of every dollar earned until it's recouped, and after that, then the rest, you know, goes to the artist from there. So you could come up with, you could do that, because that's a, a logical formula. Um, or, the, you know, it might be like, well, let's do a percentage I of it. I feel like I should get paid off every record, though. <laughs> yeah, record and sales. And again, that's, I mean, that's what I'm saying. You know, like yeah. a, a percentage off of that, like this. <laughs> sure. That's the other thing, too, that you could also say that could also be part of the equation, too. Like, there's no, I promise you, bro, the, the, tough, the toughest part about this, to be honest, is that there really is no rules. It's really just whatever is decided by the, by the artist and by the producer. Because the thing is, Again, unless you're working with a major artist, a major label artist, where all those things that we know as the industry, like rules, like the point system and all that, unless you're working with a major label artist where they're still operating, see, that part of the industry is still operating by that standard, which is cool because, I mean, it's just a thing that's in place as a blueprint. But the rest of us, though, man, it's free game down here. And it, it means, though, two things. It's like freedom, bro. It's like it's like freedom to do whatever the hell you want. It's like for some people, that's too much freedom. They need ten commandments. They need rules. And then other people, it's like, well, great. That means that actually I have more freedom because I can be responsible. So that don't mean that it's actually not scary for me. It's it's actually great. That's how it works with these rules, man. It's like for some people on this level, the fact that everything is wide open means that they don't know what to do with it. And then on the flip side, for those of us that do, it just means, oh, shit, you can come up with strategic formulas, which is actually better than having one formula because every scenario is different. You you work with an artist one day that really is like a, a lower budget, but you're cool with working with it because the budget maybe works for like a working class musician or producer, um, but, you, but you know on the back end, eh, I don't really know where this is going to go. This person is a great musician or great artist. But, you know, they, they, they're still trying to figure out the marketing thing. So, boom, I'll do this agreement for this. And then the next artist you work with might be Martha Munizzi. And it might be someone who just, you know, happens to connect with you and has an establishment. And you might then work with a whole other thing. In fact, they might even say to you, like, all right, here's here's the flow that we do. Um, and then that that one might be you do the work for her tomorrow. And the payoff is December the 15th, um, the next quarter or whatever, but the payoff is, you know, 2500 or whatever for the job. Right. So that's the deal. It's like when you know that it can be empowering, if you don't have some framework, or, I mean, even like this kind of conversation, it could be scary and, or it could be, it could just feel like you just don't know what to do or where to even begin. You know, and you and then you feel then you feel hesitant because then you're like, 
I don't even want to get started because of the fact that I don't know how I'm going to get my money. So it's, it's prevent me from even wanting to play because I don't want to get taken advantage of, and I ain't going to be out there just doing a whole bunch of work. I'm too fucking old to be out there doing a whole bunch of work and, right. and not knowing when I'm going, if I'm going to get paid or when or how or who do I even go to. So that's and I'm saying that specifically because I can understand if that's something that you know that you that you dealing with even in thinking about it. You know what I'm saying? Um, so that's why I'm here to like try to help you in that way, bro. It's like flat fee is where you start because that'll let you sleep at night and not have to be thinking about long term. And then from there, then you start to like you say, then you you could do a flat fee. And you could say, and let's do a royalty rate. Um, um, based off of uh, you know, percentage um of every record from now on. Now, here, here's the other thing I wanted to give you too that I think you'll really appreciate. So, DistroKid, man, one of the best things about DistroKid is that when an artist upload their music, they can actually, they can actually, it's, you have to uh, fill in the fields and stuff with like the songwriters and the composers and stuff. And they can actually make it so that your name is in whatever field as like another songwriter. And then they can actually tell DistroKid the percentage to pay you off of every sale. So literally when the money comes in to them, they can actually, DistroKid makes it where whoever else is owed money off of those same recordings, the money is routed directly to them as well. And that oh, is wow. like, yo, that's revolutionary, yo. That's yeah, revolutionary. That's, that's almost like, yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> and that that's one amazing feature. The other one that's um, a different feature, but it's it's revolutionary as well, is if you ever do a cover song and, you know, you want to um, go ahead and release it, everybody knows in order to release it, you know, you got to go and grab a license or whatever. And DistroKid makes it where when you when you are uploading, all you do is fill in the name of the songwriter, um, and they'll search it, and then they will actually take care of of the licensing part, and they'll take Whoa. care, of, yep, and they'll take care of the, that royalty when your sale comes in going, being split the way that it's supposed to, and all they charge in order to do that for one song. Is one? Yeah, I need to, yeah. No, I'm no, sorry. I need, I need to take this call. Yeah, go ahead, man. Call, call me back. No problem. All right. So the call was unfortunately dropped and cut short. But uh, in conclusion, I just wanted to wrap it up just by saying, you know, the biggest thing that's of the most importance is that we have flexibility now. And we don't have to do things the way that we used to. So the best thing to do is to do as much research as possible um, in order to secure your music, secure your rights, secure your royalties, and just understand the flexibility that you have in order to create your own agreements between yourself and other parties involved. Um, You can still copyright through the Library of Congress you know, um, but now you have so much that's done just by the fingerprint or the footprint of the internet or the footprint of our programs and our systems. So, you know, by all means, this isn't an exhaustive conversation, but this is just to really spark the conversation 
um, and to give people some direction, uh, at least with some ideas, some formulas and some agreements. So please drop a line by all means. And I hope you enjoyed the conversation. Thank you.